community is valuable, it's precious, it's costly. And um, one of the things that Jesus shows on the cross is that reconciliation is both precious and costly. Wow. He also shows that he also shows us that reconciliation, um, that brokenness is the entry point to reconciliation. Where people are whole, we don't need to be reconciled to the Father. And with community exposing our brokenness, when I'm in community and actively mm. taking the risk of vulnerability and, and being vulnerable in relationships, I become closer to Jesus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Largely because of how much you realize you need him. Yeah. You know, our mm. our our weakness, our vulnerabilities, our imperfections cause us to lean on Jesus. But when we lean on Jesus and we when we become closer to the Father, we come into right relationship with ourselves. Meaning I'm able to look at myself in a, in a in a way that God in the way that God has designed me. And through that I'm able to love others well. Welcome to the Follow-Up Podcast. A place for conversations and ideas on how we follow Jesus to the depths of his heart and the ends of the earth. Follow is a community of learning and practice in the way of Jesus. And you can find out more about resources, events, and how to get involved by visiting www.wearefollower.com or finding us on your social media platform of choice. We hope you enjoyed this episode with your host, Matthew Lewis. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Follower Podcast. We are in the series, We Are Follower, and we're talking about what is a community of learning and practice in the way of Jesus. Now, if you haven't listened to all the other episodes, you need to go back and have a listen because we've spoken about a lot of things. We've spoken about why Follower is. We've spoken about what the way of Jesus is with the crazy man, Mark Scandrett. We love you, Mark. We've spoken about learning and practice. You had to endure my voice on a Monday and you got Trevor's voice on the Thursday. You're just blessed. Bless you, bless you, and your kombucha. Now, today, we're talking about community. Now, community is a very important thing. And uh, to do this, I've actually invited some of the follower community to come and be with me. And we're going to talk about what community is. We're going to talk about the call of community and learning and practicing Jesus' way, the cost of it, and ultimately the gift of it. So I hope this is going to be an incredibly helpful conversation for you. On the podcast today, we have uh, all the way from Buffalo, America, now a missionary in South Africa, Chloe Snyder. Hello, Chloe. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Matthew. Thanks for having me. So good to have you. Very excited. As you can hear in my voice, I don't know podcast people. I'm very excited about this. I just love having my friends with me in the Zoom room right now. And then we have an incredible couple all the way from Cape Town, originally from Joe Breezy, Johannesburg. The Scots, Tian and Danny Scott. Welcome to the podcast. Hi. Hello. So good it's to have good you to guys. Be so good to have you. Mm. Um, I'm going to open up, just give us a little sense of who you are. Let's uh, let's start with you, Chloe, and then we'll go to Tian and Danny. Fill the people in. Who are you? Your involvement with Follower. What has that meant? Just give us a little picture of that. Mm. Yeah, so I'm originally from the United States, and I've been living and working in Durban, South Africa for the past 11 years. I'm part of a movement of Christ followers called YWAM, or Youth with a Mission. And I'm I'm really passionate about reconciliation, seeing individuals reconciled to the Father, themselves, and others. And um, yeah, I've been part of the follower community for probably about a year and a half now. 
And um, I think growing up in a more Pentecostal, charismatic um, stream of the church, it's been a really beautiful place for me to explore um, the spiritual disciplines and what it means to um, follow Jesus's just how he modeled life and how he lived. So, yeah, Follower has been a really beautiful community where I can um, learn and practice the way of Jesus. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad that what's on the can is actually what you've experienced. That's a good thing. <laughs> Tian and Daddy, tell us a bit about yourselves. Um, I'm Danny, and I grew up in Joburg and now live in Cape Town. Just finished my master's. I'm working now. I think a lot about me. Um, I can tell you about the things that I've studied and where they've gone and taken me. I think that I had a bit of a messy past and then God really came and found me in the beginning of my university year again. And since then, I just, I just wanted my whole life to be wrapped around him. And so he's so central to all the things I learned and to where I am now. So academically, I sort of came through psychology, anthropology, and it led me to development studies, um, to policy focus, to uh, working with people with substance use issues and NGOs, to a local government, and now I am a researcher for the Encarta Freedom Party in Parliament. And yeah, I think I'm just really interested in social systems of meaning, how they're constructed, how they influence people, how people influence them, and and then how as Christian people we're supposed to live in the middle of that and just really trust God to lead us. Yeah, when when it doesn't make sense, and how actually just being passionate about who He is 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 the thing that leads us forward. So I just feel in my life, God has really just given me one step at a time, um, the next one, and then the next one. And I think the follower, follower podcast, the follower community was really just a part of that. I think for a long time, I thought of my life as the Jesus and Danny show. And then, you know, and then that's limited because life is not just the Jesus and Danny show. It's about the kingdom. And so he invited me into that in a big way through follower because I was just crazy about him. And in follower, I met a bunch of people who were crazy about him as well. And it expanded my world and the way that I saw God. And weirdly, I, yeah, it stripped away the disciplines I had and taught me how they were supposed to, or not supposed to be, but different ways of including them in my life that, yeah, that started to open different doors. So yeah, I'm really appreciative of the space, met beautiful people. And um I will hear from what he has to say. Yeah, I um I think it's awesome then that we are talking about community today. Um you you've just mentioned it's like it's had a massive role in your own formative process, especially in the last couple of years. And uh I've had the privilege of being witness to your process. And I just would would say since you got into good community, um, since you came down to, to Cape Town, um, joined a local church, and we got involved with follower, I've just seen exponential growth in your life and in your intimacy with God and friendship with uh, his church. So, yeah, um, uh, I love you. And uh, I, you can edit Tian that and Danny are married, by the way. That's that's yeah. really <laughs> podcast. Um, it's so it's so weird to be introducing myself to my friends, but uh, to the people who don't know me, my name is Tian Scott, um, also originally from Johannesburg, grew up in the Joburg bubble for many years. Also, if you don't and, know, Joburg uh, means Johannesburg. That's what South African yeah. people from Johannesburg only, call Joburg. You only, yeah, you only actually live there if you call yourself a Joburger. 
That's true. So, Which is yeah. not the same um, as any kind of so, hamburger, uh, to be clear. Joburg is not a hamburger. It's just a no. short city. That's for you people in Norway. We love no. you. There we go. <laughs> so Johannesburg, South Africa, um, most of my life. Um, first the south of Johannesburg, then to the northwestern suburbs. Um, where I grew up in, in quite a tight-knit community. Um, so a bit of a bubble. And uh, yeah, I went to school uh, in that area um, and then went on to study and play some rugby at Witz, the University of Witwatersrand on bursary, a sports bursary. Um, so I studied an education degree. I finished my Bachelor's of Education um, or in Education and uh, in FET English and Geography. Um, but I think it wasn't until I met Jesus halfway through university that I actually discovered some of my true passions, that which really ignites the flame inside of my heart, which would be Christ and His church. Um, and so I really have a love and a passion for the local church. Um, I really believe and I've come to believe and more and more see that it was God's uh, vehicle through which He wants to change a lot of things and not only change things, um, but grow and establish and rework beautiful pre-existing things. So not just creating new things, but also using old things to, to establish a kingdom, like Danny said. Um, I currently work at a local church in Cape Town and uh, I form part of the pastoral team there, work with young adults um, and look after and love on them and learn from them um, in community as well, which is really awesome. Yeah, follower has been a fantastic space for us both. I remember having our first conversation around uh, our dinner table in Joburg and I would never have thought that two years later uh, we would be sitting here having this discussion, knowing all that's that's come out of this space um, and just the home that it's been to Danny and I in so many ways, in so many changes, changes of season, the ebbs and flows of life. Um, follower has been uh, a very consistent, very stable, very sturdy um, place for us um, in community. And I think I'm so grateful for it, um, for that reason. Yeah. Mm. And that, that uh, as you were just introducing yourself there, Tian, it just made me think that it's important for us to say um, follower as a community is really desiring to be supplementary to people's uh, experience and belonging to a local body of believers. I mean, you're a pastor, Tian, working in a church. Danny, you're a part of mm -hmm. that church. Chloe, you're a part of, of a church. Maybe briefly, in your experience, how has Follower strengthened and helped your involvement in your local church, the place where you serve and, and worship on a weekly basis and where you're in community there? Intimacy. I think, I think there's... There's um, that endless desire that drives us towards many things, but that should drive us towards Jesus um, has meant, yeah, it's just, it's, that's what the space has meant is intimacy, a greater uh, ability to grow in intimacy with Jesus outside of the normal rhythms of uh, church life, week in and week out. I think it really has been supplementary. And what it, what at least for me, it has helped do is help me, frame and reframe the gospel in such a way um, that it is more applicable within my day-to-day -day life um, and, and and it makes my work it enriches my work um, and my capacity to love people and serve people 
um, in my day to day. And so that is what it's really has been. It really has been for me a place of learning, growth, um, and and community. Um, I think it's it's amazing that we found that on an online ish platform um, and around some tables, but but it really has been just consistent community. And I think that consistency has meant um, an enriching of, of my, not only my personal life, but my work life and life as a whole. Yeah. yeah. So maybe that's just my thoughts there. Yeah. I think for me, it was um, a different, I think when you serve or you're at church and you know your role um, in a beautiful way, you know, that you come there and you're there to form this particular part of the body or of a service or to help in this way. Um, uh, yeah, you, you get used to that and you enjoy it and, and you find your rhythm there. But coming into follower and not having those same particular rhythms or roles, I think it's given freedom to explore a different part of um, of my relationship with Christ in community as well. I think church obviously needs particular things to run and it has a structure and this offers just a different, a different way of engaging with people um, around Christ. And I think that that's been really helpful. Um, And I'm not saying like less responsibility, but there is a space of creativity um, in how this community can be formed and also such a reliance on the Holy spirit, because Mm -hmm. Realistically, I think that one of the questions we came in asking is, can you build community um, online? Can you have, can you create relationships that are deep and lasting and true and authentic on an online platform? Um, that's not a question you have to ask in person church. And, um, and the answer we, it's really made me believe that the Holy Spirit is the one who deepens our relationships. Mm-hmm. It's him that, that designs community mm-hmm. and, and creates love and affection for each other. Mm-hmm. And he does that on an online platform as well. So I think that it's supplemented. I just believe more that G, that the Holy Spirit helps me in relationship. And I think in, we recently moved congregations um, because yeah, his job moved. And I think it helped me not to be worried about the creation of relationships in my new space, Mm -hmm. because I just now have this deep understanding that he goes with me. He goes before me, not just in what I'm going to do, but in the people I will connect with. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's been really such a beautiful thing I learned in this space. Yeah. 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 And just to to jump on the back of that, I think um, in that the ecumenical nature of follower and the fact that it is a space where people from all different traditions um, denominations, uh, yeah, just such a wide uh, sort of group of people, a body of people coming together and, and getting to know, I would agree, the Holy Spirit and how he moves and flows and builds and creates and reshapes and uses these spaces to build community. Um, and looking at the lives of other believers um, who don't do it like you do is incredibly valuable um, and so enriching. Yeah, um, Learning from them has been, has been really awesome. Great. Thanks. And from your side, Chloe? Yeah, I think that I would just really echo what Danny has said. You know, when you um, are in church, there's a kind of a, a typical structure. And um, depending on what kind of church you attend, you're kind of locked into a certain type of structure. And so um, Follower has been an opportunity to explore different things that we don't necessarily on a Sunday morning, but have been um, prevalent um, throughout church history, such mm-hmm. as the spiritual practices. And so that, that's been really helpful for me and it's helped me to grow in intimacy with, um, with the father, 
but then also that that helps me to grow in my relationships with others, like in my mm. local body. Absolutely. So good. So good. And I mean, you know, we, in the early days of follower, I don't know if you guys remember, we spent so much time thinking about revival and uh, depending on what you want to call that revival, renewal, restoration, reformation, interesting, they all got ours, but uh, we were just exploring some of that. And I think the picture that God gave me there was that revival, like the kind of thing we're seeing at Asbury right now, you know, so exciting, so uh, uh, stirring. There's such a desire and a hunger, like, God, we want to do that. But what you see is that actually this has been preceded by years and years of faithful prayer. And I just felt like the Lord showed me this picture of often when we think about revival, we think about like a deluge, like the sky opening, but actually revival is better understood as the raising of the water table over time, you know? And I think some of the picture of follower is like, We'd love to gather people in community from different congregations and backgrounds and traditions and help them raise the water table, I guess, of their faith and their expression so that it affects the gospel expression in a city or a region at large. So that, that's some of the picture there. Um, I wonder if we can shift a bit, guys, and let's talk about community. So as we were talking about this learning and practicing the way of Jesus, one of the things we started to realize is this this happens in community, that actually you can't learn and practice the way of Jesus alone, <laughs> right? So speak a little mm -hmm. bit to that from your experience and what you've learned along the way. What is the call of community, particularly in terms of learning and practicing Jesus' way? I really tried to do it alone. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I, um, not, not intentionally, but I think I just kind of got radically saved by Jesus on my own had to leave a whole lifestyle behind, which meant leaving behind the friends that were connected to that lifestyle. Um, and really, Jesus just loved me. I was alone and he loved me so hard. And then I like left the bubble. Well, Jesus came with me out of that bubble. And I was like, where are the people that love Jesus like this? Like, where are the people who whose whole lives are changed by him? And why can't I find them in church? That Or why can't I find my space in church? Um, and so I think I just sort of did whatever Jesus told me to do. Like if, it, if he told me read the Bible, I'd be like, cool. If he told me go worship somewhere, I did that. So I think it really was just me and him for a while. Um, and then after a while, you realize that then you start to make up your own ideas about what spirituality is, um, who Jesus is. And, um, and then yeah, at some point he has to burst the bubble and say, you are not, you do not have the monopoly on who I am and uh, you need to come and meet some other people. And I think that was super challenging for me because I came into a healthy community and I was like, how can Jesus love me as much as I thought he loved me if he also loves all those people that much? <laughs> so I, I think I had, to, I had to realize like the more, like the like the more other people have of Jesus, the more you have of Jesus. Like there's, it's not like, uh, yeah, it's not like I, you have some, then I have less. It's like you have some, then we all have more. Mm. And I think that was actually a really hard thing for me to grasp because like in the world, that doesn't make any sense. Um, yeah, so I think that I I know the community is important because I tried to, to, to do Jesus and life with Jesus without community. And I still now have to deal with the the pride and the insecurities and the um, sort of wrong ideas I had about Jesus and the Father because of that time. 
I'm not saying it wasn't special or beautiful, but it's just necessary to have people to to bounce yourself off of. Mm-hmm. Love that. Love that thing you picked up mm-hmm. there, Danny, of like uh it's it's like Christ is multiplied in our gathering, not not subtracted yeah. from. You know, it's uh, mm-hmm. it's like a strange thing, like like the 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 whole is greater than the sum of the parts, you know, like when we come together, Jesus becomes more, not less. Uh, it's mm-hmm. just a, that was an interesting thing that I think you observed there. Yeah, I, I must say those were some of the best episodes of the Jesus and Danny show was when she stepped into community and saw Jesus in a whole new way and it just blew up and it was really, really beautiful. I think I, I, I've had such an opposite experience actually like, and, and so maybe it also speaks a bit to the extroversion, introversion. Um, so if there are any introverts who also have had to embrace community, good job. Um, but um, if if you if you maybe found Jesus in community, um, like I did, I think your 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 experience and your need for community is so so different. Um, I think I saw Jesus initially, uh, not so much in my quiet uh, personal space with Him, although I heard Him in His Word and was getting to know Him there. I I really saw Him at work within the lives of my friends. Uh, within the life of my family, um, and and I think that that was such a such a flipped or just a wild experience within itself. Um, and then coming to to understand that that will always cult or sort of culminate or cultivate a personal intimacy. If if you're doing community right, it should drive you, I think, towards deeper intimacy and friendship in a very personal way for yourself. Um, and and that would be my hope for the church would be that. We are people that spur one another on to greater friendship and intimacy with Jesus, mm-hmm. um, because I think that's what community really has done for me, uh, particularly in the in the space of practice or a practice based spiritual formation approach to to following Jesus. I think um, it was so utterly impossible to follow Jesus uh, contemplatively or in like a a practice based approach alone. <laughs> Even Danny and I, Dan and myself, try to has have you know we try to do that for a couple of years, and even that was incredibly difficult. Um, and we just we just really have come to believe and realize, or I have deeply, that um, it actually cannot happen outside of community because Christ, a, f- a part of who Christ is, is uh, found and is community, um, right. and a part of who what Jesus's heart is is embodied within the people. Uh, who he died for, um, and uh, yeah, so I think that's that's been some of maybe my thoughts around that. Yeah, I, for me, it's like you know, vulnerability is always a risk, and community mm. is the group of people you intentionally take that vulnerability risk with. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that I mean, as Danny and Tian have said, it's like it's it's actually the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives that helps us to to move into community. Just think about in um, in Acts when um, the Holy Spirit is poured out for the first time and 3,000 come to Christ, just this beautiful moment. And after that outpouring, we see they're devoted to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, breaking of bread and prayer. And, you know, as the, as the church is formed, they were devoted to fellowship. They were devoted to one another. And being in community is just a, um, it just shows that the Spirit is working in our lives. Just as the spirit draws us closer to the father, he also draws us closer to one another. 
Yes. Mm. So mm. good, Chloe. So, so good. And mm. I want to pick up on two things then. T, you talked about um, how God is community. And I think that's really, really important because when we're talking about community, we're not, this is not like a new faddish thing. What we're going back to is the Genesis story. And we're saying mm. the very nature of the God who calls us through the way of Jesus, he, that God is relationship. So it's very hard for us to enter into the fullness of that God outside of relationship, which is why the only thing Jesus is doing is building an us, not an I, you know, and this, and why it's so important to emphasize this is because um, it flies in the face of individualistic culture. So there's so many people in the world today who are going, man, I, I'll take the teachings of Jesus. I'll, I'll even believe that he's God. I'll, I'll even call myself a Christian maybe, but I'm done with the people stuff. Um, I just want to do this on my terms in my way. And and I think that leans into what you're saying, Chloe, is like, that's cool, but there's an absence of disclosure. There's an absence of vulnerability that kind of catalyzes growth and change. Um, just thoughts around that, Chloe, and that uh, this idea of vulnerability and and the necessary kind of nature of it in, in the community context. Yeah, so I think that... Um... If you're not vulnerable, you're not doing community. Yeah, <laughs> um, it, it's really that simple. But it's like vulnerability is a um, is a moment for us to either acknowledge our own brokenness, which gives us positions us for healing, or it um, it helps us to um, experience somebody else maybe pointing out one of our own imperfections. And mm -hmm. I think in that as um, as a person in community might put their finger on something that's like an imperfection. It's, it's an opportunity for the Holy spirit to bring just so much healing and life to that area of brokenness for our lives. I think, um, yeah, I couldn't agree with you more, but I think it takes actually maturity to be able to receive people's correction in community um, mm. as a positive. It's not easy. Um, and I think on the term, like in terms of vulnerability, I realize that we can we can sort of curate our vulnerability still. Right. Like yeah. we can, I think a lot of the time. So maybe if I can use an example for if God tells me something beautiful, and then I share it straight away, um, but I haven't let that thing settle into my heart and become a part of me, even if it's something that He's showed about who I am or highlighted to me needs change, if I straight away go and talk to somebody about that thing and almost I can use that vulnerability to paint a picture of myself that is not true and I think that um we have to learn to start with where we are you can't you can't especially in communities of learning and practice where people have very different spiritual journeys to you people potentially have been practicing things for longer they have uh, or their relationship with God looks so beautiful um to just be okay to start with where you are and, uh, and not want to try and build the picture of who you are. I think that's such a natural human thing that we try and do. Mm -hmm. um, but really community is formed when we, when we, when we acknowledge that we don't know everything we need to know, that we don't, we don't have it all together. Um, and even our vulnerabilities can be a way of hiding that in some yeah. way. Yeah. And so I think there's that tension to manage that you don't know what you don't know. Um, mm -hmm. So in you, you have to believe that people will highlight those things to you, but you also have to 
yeah, you have to be quite, you have to be honest with yourself. And I think that that is the hardest thing. So Danny and I haven't been long, married super long, um, but uh, what I, I'm starting to and sort of see what Jesus is speaking about when, or Paul's writing about in Ephesians. I, I understand more and more as I see marriage to be a mirror um, and this gift from God to, to help me see myself as I truly am um, in front of another, but also in God, because covenant is not made only with Danny, it's made with Jesus. And I think community fulfills a very similar role. And so there's this picture of the bride and the bridegroom, um, because what community at least does within itself is it produces opportunities to to be honest with ourselves and, and each other. And I think that's the invitation many a time is actually to, to enter into the space that Jesus has created for us to be truly who we are. Um, and I think where else can we do that but within honest, uh, God-seeking community? Mm. Um, it really is the place for vulnerability, for uh, grief, for whatever it might be that that we are journeying through. Um, that is that is the place where God intends for us to do those things, and 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 such a gift as a result. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think I think you raise a good point there as well, Danny. It's important to, at least for the purposes of this conversation, draw some lines around what we mean when we talk about community in a follower context. And so just for those listening in and going like, okay, what would this look like? I think what we've learned is that there is appropriate and inappropriate vulnerability, like uh, people, in a sense, earn the right to to walk with you deeper and deeper into yourself as you do with them. Which is why the follower community is is more majoring on being a community of companionship. It's like we are with one another in the journey, holding space, bearing witness to one another's walking and practicing of Jesus. And when we gather in those spaces, it's less about it's less therapy. It's less about trying to fix someone. It's less about even mm -hmm. accountability in a sense, although there's elements of that. It's more about hospitality. It's about it's about creating space yeah. in myself to bear witness to your journey, and then allowing you to mm -hmm. do that for me. Um, and so, kind of in the, this idea of David Benner, it's almost like leaning into a group spiritual direction dynamic, where we where we're here together, uh, paying attention to the God who's with us for the other person who's sharing their journey. I, I agree. And I think that what I've had to learn in community um, like this is to know what is for me alone and what is for community and how to share and what to share. I come from um, quite a charismatic space where the prophetic is quite a, um, a beautiful thing that's, that's quite common amongst the, the community. And I think learning when God is speaking for the community and when God is speaking personally into my life yeah. has been something that I've to um I've had to work through and I'm still working through. I think 
in particularly the motivation behind why we share what we share. Mm. Um, because like, I think it goes back to that curating the picture of ourselves. And it's, I think we so easily do that without intending to do it. Mm. Um, and so uh, as, you know, as, as, as you sort of learn to understand what, what the purpose of the community is for, um, it really does help to have that sort of definition, but also to know that you can only participate in a community as much as you are with Jesus. I, Tian Sister actually once yeah. said to me, he says, the greatest gift you have to offer people is your intimacy with Christ. And it just means that you bring that to the community. And if you are sharing all the secret things he wants to tell you, um, the richness of what you have to give is... Um, it's like it's that it's like the giving the pearls to pigs. I don't mean your community is pig, but I just mean <laughs> that um, I just mean that they, the the secret things need to remain secret, and right. then they bear fruit. The seed right. is in the secret place, but it's the fruit good. is in the community. Um, mm-hmm. I think holding that tension has been something I've had to learn. Um, yeah, because he's still he's still our God, and he is community mm-hmm. our God, mm-hmm. and that in itself is a part of the discipline of community. Yeah. I think if 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 community is a discipline we're, we're called to, if it's a practice we're called into, um, it's going to take some practice, mm-hmm. and you're gonna you're gonna sit with people and you're gonna say, "Yo, I spoke too much this time," or mm-hmm. you're gonna say, "Oh, you're gonna go home and you're gonna be like, Lord, I should not have shared that, and I'm really sorry because mm-hmm. I didn't do it for the right motive, right reasons," or you're gonna go and say, "Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna go back to God and reflect." on the way you were in that space and not in a pick yourself apart. Should I have done this? I spoke like not in a negative way, but just in a look in a way you reflect on any practice you do, you do reflect on the way that you are in community. And in that reflection, God gets to refine you, but because you love others and because others love you. And that's um, like a, a whole other set of hands that God uses to mold your life. Um, mm. Are those around you as well? Yeah. So I think we're speaking about like a wisdom and attention here, you know, so mm-hmm. we're talking on one level about vulnerability and disclosure, opening yourself up to people at the same time, attention to be managed there so that we're not inappropriately kind of leveraging our vulnerabilities for acceptance or belonging or whatever that might mm-hmm. or might not look like. And I think sometimes it's like, oh, I said too much. Sometimes it's like, oh man, I said too little. There were some things I should have shared that I didn't have the courage to share. And so it's kind of an editing space. And I think as you listen into this, I'm sure you can see that um, community is not easy. And so this is where I would lean in, Chloe, some thoughts on the cost of community. Uh, and let's just be real honest with people, you know, like this is not necessarily the easiest thing to do. Yeah. So I, <laughs> um, yeah, I think the the hardest part of community is people. <laughs> <laughs> And, um, you know, there are two sides of that. One is, um, you know, people have different opinions than you, um, different cultures, and sometimes can just be frustrating. But on the other side of that, um, when you're in community, people um, expose your imperfections. Mm. (laughs) And that, to me, is um, probably the most uncomfortable part of community. Right. You know, I've had a, I have a close friend and colleague that I've worked with at the YWAM base for 11 or 12 years now. And um, my relationship with him has been one of the most formative relationships I have. (laughs) 
And to be clear, that's, that's because it's, it's been far from comfortable. And, um, you know, community is also a choice. So it's like when we're working together and clashing with one another, you know, two different cultures, male, female, different age bracket, that kind of thing. Um, when we're working together and we would clash, I would inevitably, you know, sit down with him and try to explain like, look, this is, this is what's happened, blah, blah, blah. And without fail, <laughs> he would highlight some level of my own brokenness that was fueling my offense. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, as Danny said earlier, this is really when community becomes a discipline because when we sit around the word, when we pray, when we worship community is beautiful and it's refreshing and it revitalizes you. But when someone rubs you the wrong way or pulls you aside and says, look, I've noticed this in your life, it really requires cooperation with the Holy spirit that this discomfort is actually for our good. And it's ultimately for our healing, but also cooperation with and gratitude for that, that person who's taken the risk of pointing something out. Mm. Um, you know, oftentimes we can think about things like if so-and-so has approached me on something, you know, it's, it's very easy to feel an acute amount of wounding because, you know, they've pointed something out, but they've also taken a risk in that. And that risk is whether it comes out well or not, that risk is, is to try to see you grow in your relationship with Christ. Um, so while, um, yeah, community can be difficult because of people, it's also exceptionally rewarding. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like, I like what you're saying, Chloe. Um, in that, I, I think that that is something that is obviously of immense value. If you're speaking about being a community that is Jesus-centered, then having becoming more like Jesus is the idea. We we know this, right? But I think the thing is that's that's immensely valuable. Anything of value, of immense value, will come at an immense cost. So that that's it's like a law or a principle. There's there's just this understanding that. Man, if if I'm going to become like Jesus um, and take up my cross, follow him, then then that will need to. I think we were speaking in the series, Matt. You, you maybe spoke about this prior, but I just think like the it's valuable. Communities are immensely, immensely valuable, um, mm. and so we we can't consider good community or have desire for good friendship and good community without understanding that anything that is of such value will come at some cost to to ourselves. And and normally the beautiful thing is that that is far good. I think it's a beautiful invitation to bump up against some people who don't think the way that you do, who don't agree with that sentiment and can and can challenge that, like you're saying, Chloe, and go, mm, I don't know if you've got your priorities straight here. Like I don't know if I don't know if your view of what Jesus is inviting you into is is necessarily right right now um and and that's thank god for community in that regard um because he uses people to help lead us and bring us back to himself I'm going to backtrack a bit to your, your question about cost of community. I think sometimes the cost of community is independence mm. um, and self-identification. That's I really think, good. Thing. I think that um, in, in South Africa, we have this thing, it's called Ubuntu. And it means I am because you are. 
And a lot of community um, within African culture is created around this principle. And I think that there's this tension to hold as a as a person of Christ. Um, we have to learn that our identity is, as Christians comes before our our cultural identity, our national identity, or even our own self-definition. Mm. We are a part of a Christian community, and that has Come so on. much meaning. And it's so beautiful. Mm. And more and more in life, I, I really think that people who deeply believe the things we believe, um, that is the most interesting thing about them, because mm. what we believe is wild. And so if you come into a space where what people believe is actually kind of wild and really controversial and ask you to change everything in your life, and yet you, if you surround yourself with people who believe this, what something incredibly beautiful happens there. Mm-hmm. And something that we can't explain properly in words, but you, you come into a space and you, you see something different. And to, but to see that, you have to give up deciding who you are on your own. You have mm-hmm. to, you have to give up your how you yourself even would define your relationship with Christ. Mm-hmm. So truly, the cost of community is giving up control mm-hmm. of your spiritual life, of what you think God should do for you, of what you think, um, yeah, of what you think you can even do for others. God will call you and ask you to be something in community that doesn't make natural sense to you. Mm-hmm. He will ask you to lay down things that you thought were the best things about yourself. And he will invite you to learn things about yourself that you have no idea you even had in you because he shows you this need. Mm. And, and so, yeah, it's, it's, it's something, the words, the words fail me, but it's special. Um, When we get, when, when we allow our personhood to be defined Mm. by the kind of community that Jesus calls us into we become a kind of people that are separate from the, the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that is hard. It does come with the cost because it means you don't get along with your office peers when they gossip. It means that you don't find uh, safety in the things the world says are safe. You can't, your relationships can't be built around overconsumption. They can't be built. Um, your identity can't come from the things you have. And that means that you, that you, you can't, easily fit in with a group of people who define themselves by the things that they have there's a lot of ways that we are then excluded from creating community and um that's hard because it means that sometimes you you're gonna not fit in yeah it means that you're gonna be a little strange and sometimes maybe a little bit lonely Mm -hmm. um but the kind of people he he turns us into and who we get to become are are the people who always wanted us to be people mm-hmm. who love each other and are gentle, accepting, wild, and passionate. And um, yeah, so I kind of that's what we that's what he wants for us. He mm-hmm. wants he wants that for us. Yeah, mm-hmm. it makes me makes me think of uh, C.S. Lewis. He talks about this idea of the you can either suffer the pain of isolation or you can suffer the pain of love, but you can't choose no mm-hmm. pain. <laughs> like so your choice is your choice is not the absence of pain it's just which one you want to what do you want to suffer for in a in a in a healthy way you know mm-hmm. and i think we just got to be mm-hmm. honest with people and say in some ways an isolated individualistic life is easier but only superficially mm-hmm. so and mm-hmm. the things that you deeply desire in yourself they are found when you become more a person of love which you know god is love mm-hmm. 
And love, by definition, mm. is self-giving. It's outward focused. And so you really can't do that outside of community. Um, so mm. that tells that brings us to our final place, the gift of community. Uh, Chloe, why do, why do you do it anyway? <laughs> <laughs> by the grace of God. Um, <laughs> um, just, to, just to really circle back to something that Tian said is yeah. that um, community is valuable. It's precious. It's costly. And um, one of the things that Jesus shows on the cross is that reconciliation is both precious and costly. Wow. He also shows yeah. that he also shows us that reconciliation, um, that brokenness is the entry point to reconciliation. Where people are whole, we don't need to be reconciled to the Father. And with community exposing our brokenness, when I'm in community and actively taking mm. the risk of vulnerability and, and being vulnerable in relationships, I become closer to Jesus. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Largely because of how much you realize you need him. Yeah. You know, our, mm. our, our weakness, our vulnerabilities, our imperfections cause us to lean on Jesus. But when we lean on Jesus and we, when we become closer to the father, we come into right relationship with ourselves. Meaning I'm able to look at myself in a, in a, in a way that God, in the way that God has designed me. And through that, I'm able to love others well. And so it's like when Jesus, um, when Jesus is approached and he summarizes the law, he says, um, love the Lord, your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And the second is like it to love your neighbor as yourself. And to me, it's like, without that, um, without the cost of reconciliation, without the cost of being, um, of having our brokenness kind of exposed a bit, you know, without that, it's like, we, we don't get closer to Jesus, but the mm. beauty and what's precious about that is that when that does happen, the spirit helps us to, to become closer to Jesus because we realize our, our desperate need for him. And I mean, just even as Danny said, it's like the cost of, of community is, is independence. But the, the gift of community then is dependence on yeah. the spirit, is yeah. dependence on the Father, it's dependence on Jesus to guide and to lead us, to keep our hearts soft so that we can continue to um, grow and, and grow in intimacy with him and with others. Brilliant, Chloe. Gosh, that was lovely. Danny, mm, see So good. So good. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to do the Christianese or the cultural Christianity thing, but um, The Chosen really has been so beautiful for me. The Chosen, by the way, is a series uh, on the life of Jesus. Yeah. And it's brilliant. Watch it. And you should go watch it. So you good. should. And, and, and I think, if not for any other reason, but for this reason, I think... You, if you follow that narrative, and and I think it's so. What has been so life giving is to see this. What the series has done for me, at least, is restored the humanity of the characters that I've read about over and over again. It's really shown me the human element that I think I'm so quick to forgive. I mean, forget, um, simply because I I separate. I tend to separate myself from that narrative in some way. I I find myself in my own narrative, and I forget that I'm a part of something so much bigger. So much more beautiful that I am a part of that same. We are a part of that same tapestry, 
um, of thousands of years ago. Mm-hmm. And I, I think the the beautiful gift that, that that series has been and what it's reminded me of is that I, I feel like um, Matt will often say to me, uh, Tian, just remember, bro, because I think I can get very deep and and philosophical and kind of depro at points uh, with with the world and the state of things. And he always just says, hey, dude, just remember to gym your joy muscle. Um, so are you gymming? And he often just sends me a message, hey, are you gymming your joy muscle? And I feel like community is maybe the gym for that joy muscle. It's like it's it's the space where you get to exercise and test the strength of your joy, not only in community, but in Christ. Um, and it's it's a it's a good place to to also see that okay, well, some days you know um, my joy muscle's tired and it's it's struggling, and I'm struggling with this whole thing uh, because following Jesus is hard. And other days um, I can really be immersed and just enjoy community and Jesus in community. I I think it's just yeah, it's just been such a beautiful picture for me to actually enjoy life. I think sometimes we do as Christians, we get so serious about, um, oh, I, have, I need to follow Jesus. I need to be doing better. And I, I just think there's so much, there's such a greater invitation within community than we're aware of uh, to actually step fully into the life and life and abundance that Jesus promised, promised us. I think, um, yeah, there, there's, there's so much in friendship with God, with others that, that results in that. I agree. And I think, um, I can't remember who said it earlier, but just said the, that we just realized that our story is so much bigger than what we initially thought. I think when you said, what is the gift of it? I just remember times in my life where um, I've walked past somebody and I just know that they belong to Christ. And then you, <laughs> and you just like you, you, your family gets bigger. And if you meet somebody who loves the Lord and you can Honestly, never have met them before ever. You talk to them. Somehow you you end up talking about Jesus. And then it's like that is your friend. That's your friend forever. You that's your brother. And yeah. I think the 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 what is community is so much bigger um when we when we live in the context of Christ. And I just want to read this from Psalm 16. Um it says, I say of the holy people who are in the land, they are the noble ones in whom is all my delight. And I just, I just think when we're in community, how God delights over people is so obvious. Sometimes when we're alone, um, we we pull ourselves apart or we don't always feel the delight of God on us. But when we get into community, I think it's impossible not to see how much God loves his people. Yeah. Um, you he will you will feel that love for somebody you don't know. Um, you will you will genuinely you will desire the best for somebody that you met five minutes ago or for a person who you're deeply frustrated with like naturally but you something inside of you is like just wants everything for them and I think that for me it tells you about God's heart because um naturally we we kind of selfish coveting easily annoyed but Mm. God is not like that and Mm. um he gifts us with he gifts us he gifts us with his delight for others when we're in community. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that adds to well, the way that we can be in love with the world. And the thing is, it gives us security because the world is a scary, messy, broken place. Mm-hmm. But in the context of Christian community, it's slightly less scary mm-hmm. yeah. because there are people who who are there. 
um, who know him and who understand or who at least you know genuinely are going to try. Mm. Um, and I think that means it means so much. Very good. Chloe, thoughts from you before we land? Just, yeah, so I'm just aware that um, we're talking a lot about the positives of community, you know, not without, you know, and being honest that it can be really hard, but I'm just aware that there might be some people who have been really deeply wounded in community mm. and yeah. um, are maybe nervous to take another risk. And I think just, um, yeah, I think with the, with the, the beauty of community and how precious and how costly it is, the, the negative side of that is that it can be exponentially wounding mm. when, um, mm. when it doesn't go well, when we find in our, ourselves in um, unhelpful or um, harmful relationships. And just, I don't mm. know, just the sense that I have from the Holy Spirit, it's just um, an invitation to to individuals who are listening, who may, um, who may desire community, but also have found community to be the obstacle to community. And just um, an invitation from the Holy Spirit to just um, bring your heart before him and allow him to soften it. Mm. But um, the reality is that sometimes these things do need to be processed um, <laughs> with others. And so, um, <laughs> as hard as that is, um, if you don't find yourself in a place where you feel like you have a safe Christian community, I, I would recommend, you know, finding some sort of therapist or some sort of pastoral counselor who can help yeah. you to um, process and work through some of the pain because um, yeah, the reward and the gift of community is beautiful, but sometimes that pain is so big that we don't want to enter into it. But um mm. Yeah, what's on the other side of that healing journey, which it is a journey, what's on the other side of that healing journey is something precious, something that's worth it in the end, something that um, is actually a vehicle for our own wholeness. Mm. Sorry, I just feel, uh, I feel there's something really on that. I wonder if we could just take mm. a moment. Do you feel like you could pray for anyone who's listening, who finds himself in that space and yeah, let's re really bring those people before the Lord. And if that's you, if as Chloe is sharing and you go like, man, yes, that's how I've been feeling. All of this sounds so great and wonderful, but it's hard for me uh, for all kinds of legitimate reasons. Just as Chloe prays, I would just encourage you just to receive it, just to receive her prayer over you, um, even as she speaks to the Father on your behalf. Just pray for us there, Chloe. Hmm. Yeah, Father, we just, we lift up those among us that have been hurt by community hurt by the very thing that is supposed to form us into your image lord but i pray that you would minister to our hearts that you would soften them towards one another lord i'm aware that we cannot forgive unless we understand that we have been infinitely forgiven lord but father i pray that through a revelation of who you are the beauty of you jesus that you would soften our hearts and that you would help us to take the risk of community. Lord, we pray that where there are individuals who um, have been so deeply wounded that they don't want to return to community, Lord, I pray that you would provide 
um, safe spaces and safe outlets, Lord, for them to emotionally process, Lord. Lord, we um, pray that you would you would just minister your soft hand of healing on those hearts, Lord, in particular. Lord, we thank you for community. We thank you for the beauty of, of what it is. But Lord, I pray that also that you would give individuals who have been wounded just the courage to respond to the invitation of the Holy Spirit, to respond to the invitation to step back into community, Lord. Father, we pray that you would provide safe communities for individuals and Lord, even um, gracious communities where we can work out some of these, these tensions of appropriate vulnerability and inappropriate vulnerability. Father, we pray that, um, that you would be known by our love for one another. Amen. Amen. Well, Chloe, Danny, Tian, thank you for being on the follow up podcast. It's been so good having you. What a Thanks, pleasure. man. Yeah. That's been like a man. I, 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 you can, yeah. So I think I would just maybe ask Matt one last question yes. without ignoring the moment or, or skipping over the importance of what Chloe said. I, as a modern day uh, missionary, mystic, uh, <laughs> ex church planter, uh, I don't ice know, you, you've worn many, you've, there we go, ice cream love. You've worn many hats, my friend. And, and I think, um, I would like to just ask you, what has community in this in this sense in the last couple of years meant for you? What has it meant for your heart as someone who facilitates and 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 is almost like a pivot point for a lot of community community creating in some ways, hmm. but but yet has has experienced I know just loneliness in the past, a form of like isolation. I we all do, but I I think what has it meant for you, bro? What does it mean in your life? Um, I think, I think in community, I've found both license and means to become myself. Um, and what I mean by that is, uh, even in the Christian world, we can end up uh, playing a role and my story and i don't know how much it relates to others but my story is that my gifting amplified my ability to perform and so who i was as a person became really linked to my role uh, uh, within a particular expression and the the problem with that is that uh your not because of any fault of their own, but people relate to you through that lens because that's how you present mm. yourself. So they can't necessarily be blamed for that. But the quiet suspicion that you have underneath that all the time is, well, will they still like me if I can't do the things? <laughs> will they stay if I'm just myself? If I am if I just mm. like ice cream a little bit too much, probably. And, uh, and I'm grumpy sometimes in the morning and sometimes I don't want to wash the dishes. And I, I probably watch Marvel movies too much, you know, like if I'm not uh, always ready to preach a sermon or lead a worship set or say something profound, if I just kind of uh, hang around in my pajamas on a Saturday, uh, will they still be there? And that's a fear that you carry in yourself. And I think the gift of a community that I've found is that 
I've encountered people who have shown me that it's okay to risk that and uh, people who've stayed. And I think what that has done is it's given me license to um, accept myself, but also, and this is what's so profound, is that Jesus doesn't come to us in abstraction. Jesus comes to us through the people around us very often, right? We find Christ in the faces that sit around the table. And so what it's done is it's allowed me to let Jesus love me as I am um, mm. rather than for me to perform in order to earn a place at his table. And I've been super grateful for that. Now, all of that has been done imperfectly and uh, I've still got a long way to go and I find myself slipping into performance again and again and again. Some of us are just, we're just performers by nature. You know what I mean? Like I love, I love uh, that stage. Love that. But, mm. uh, but what has been really great is knowing that there are people in my world who've seen some of that in me, who know some things about me that I wish weren't true um, and love me anyway and go, Hey, let's, let's walk it out together. I've been really grateful for that. And just to Chloe's point, I've been wounded in community too, you know, but you take the good with the bad when you take the risk. Uh, that's part of what it mm. is. And it's sad and unfortunate, but I think overall, if I had given myself to my kind of um, retreating isolation uh, and that little lie that told me you're safer in your own corner by yourself, I would be a, a much less of a person for it. And mm. uh, I think the gift that I am to the world is brought out by the gift of community to me. And so mm. I'm grateful for that. Yeah. Mm. No, we love you, dude, and we we thankful for the role that you do play. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Thanks, dude. Well, everybody, that's uh, that's a community of learning and practice in the way of Jesus. I hope it's helpful for you. We're going to jump into uh, the same series. We are follower, but the next focus is what it means to follow Jesus to the depths of his heart and the ends of the earth. We're getting into the uh, the who of follower. What's what's the flavor that God's called follower to be in the earth? And that's going to be coming your way in the next episode. So make sure that you subscribe and click and do the things and share and go and channel and stuff and all the social media language that I don't really understand because I'm too old to be that cool. We love you and have a great day. Goodbye. That's all for this episode of the Follower Podcast. If you found it helpful or inspiring, please consider sharing it and leaving a review on your podcast platform to help us connect with more people around the world. If you would like to support the Ministry of Follower with a monthly contribution or one-off donation, you can visit www.wearefollower.com forward slash support. And to say thank you, we'll send you a free copy of Live the Story, an ebook that helps you learn to share your faith with others. Until next time, may you follow Jesus to the depths of his heart as he helps you share his love wherever you go. From the ground beneath your feet to the very end of the earth.